on FM, on DAB, and up to date on social media. We are Radio Newark. Radio Newark. And there's a great sound of the Jacksons. Can you feel it here on Radio Newark? Before that, Fleetwood Mac, of course, and a little lies. Time now just approaching ten past six. And live in the studio this evening, I've got Howard Pell, chairman of Chandler's Farm Equipment. Good evening, Howard. Good evening. And uh, welcome to Radio Newark. Thank you. Right, now you've come to tell us uh, about something that's uh, quite exciting. We're going off at St Peter and St Paul Church at Belton. Uh, what's what's happening? Uh, well, the gates were in a state of disrepair. The, the leading into the stonework was uh, making the stonework crumble and they were difficult to open. And so Michael Coney, uh, who's the... Well, he's the leader, I think, of the the PCC at Belton and has everything to do with the church. He got some lottery funding. He had been attempting to get this for some time and finally got £30,000 lottery grant to restore the gates. And they're not just any old gates, are these are memorial gates? Yes, they're memorial to the dead from Belton. There were 10 people who lost their lives out of 49 people who went to war Mm. in the First World War from the Belton village. And these gates were erected in... 1912 you'd hear like saying 2012 but it was 1912 uh as a memorial to the 10 villagers who lost the life right i see crikey so uh, i mean these these gates were uh, quite nice gates you show me pictures of them designed and commissioned by old brownlow from the uh, belton house estate so they were quite high profile things yes i understand there were uh, wrought iron gates mm-hmm. i think uh, um, most other things were taken out stripped out of the village in world war yeah. preparation but these gates survived and they were still there uh, but sadly they were falling into disrepair after being there for nearly a hundred years mm-hmm. because they were erected in uh yeah yes i'm thinking 1921 i think i right. said 12 1921 <laughs> right, yeah. it was after the war yeah lovely because i mean they did well to survive the original gates did well to survive the um the commandeering of all metal during the second world war i mean you, you've only got to walk around newark and grantham and you can see where the victorian railings have been sawn off mm. um to uh, to go towards the war effort so for these gates to have been um uh, survived they must have been well thought of of course as memorial gates to the uh, to the fallen um now i mean <laughs> It, it's been a long time that the gates have, uh, have needed repair because you say they've fallen into disrepair, they're difficult to use and completely unsafe. But the, the fundings, um, you've got so much to do with the upkeep of a church, haven't you? I mean, it's not just the gates, you've got to think about the stonework. No, I think uh, I haven't been personally involved, but I believe we've attempted to get grants to help the stone re- mm. repairing the stonework in the church which uh, I understand uh, is in need of some repair. I don't think it's in any danger of collapsing, but of stitching time mm. saves nine. Absolutely. Um, there is some work needs doing, uh, and we're hopeful that uh, uh, we'll be able to secure some funding to get that put right. Lovely. So, I mean, uh, back to the gates then. Um, you've had the gates uh, repaired, and also a memorial to the fallen uh, at Belton. Yes. Again, back to Michael and Julie, his wife, uh, who've done all the work, but there were the ten people who lost their lives. Yeah. And as a, uh, as a, uh, as a memorial to these people. Yes, yeah. as a memorial to these people, we each researched. Uh, Michael asked who would research a person, and we did Walter Emerton, and he, people from the village did the the others, and we all came up with uh, research to do with these people, and we've made a booklet about it. Oh, called fantastic! We will remember them. 
Lovely. And uh, I can't show you it because it's not television, <laughs> but I've got the booklet here. Splendid. Uh, and it's very good. And we had we had a service on Armistice Day mm-hmm. at 2 o'clock where we rang the bells. Ah, now there's another interesting point because uh, uh, St Peter and St Paul's Church at Belton doesn't actually or didn't actually have its own bell ringers, did it? So how did you manage that? No, we didn't. And uh, it was something Michael mentioned to me. He said, uh, all the bell ringers are going to be busy ringing their own bells and so we'll have nobody on Armistice Day to ring bells. And I said, well, why don't we uh, have a go at ringing them? It's only pulling pulling a rope with a bell on the end we can do uh, right, that yeah how uh, could it be <laughs> <laughs> yes and uh, i didn't realize actually but somebody uh, who works with me richard beadman he i knew he was a bell ringer i said richard come and teach us how to ring these bells so he said well i'll come along but you haven't got much time you probably not managed to do it in that time uh, but he came and came up into our tower where I'd right. never been before and he had to go at ringing the bells and he pulled the bells and he said oh these are difficult bells. <laughs> he said, you'll never learn to ring on these. And and all the bell ringers from around, from Barkston, from Bottisford, mm-hmm. and from St Wolves, from Church in Grantham, they welcomed us and taught us how to ring these bells, and we had regular practice. And so we did manage, we did manage to ring the bells on Armistice Day. There are five bells, and we had uh, seven people there who had learnt on the day and we all seven had a ring on these five bells on the day in fact the about a fortnight before that there were five of us from actual belton village rang the belton yeah so we've got a belton bell ringing band now oh beautiful and 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 we can't remember in living memory Mm -hmm. when five people from belton village have rung the bells at belton church brilliant brilliant so is that something you're going to keep on uh, keep up yes we're practicing uh i'd no idea what it entailed and how much uh practice we'd need uh but I think if I carry on till I'm 85 ringing bells, <laughs> the, you know, I'd still be learning. There's so much to learn and there's much more involved than anybody can realise. And it's been a lot of fun. We've had a great time. We've enjoyed yeah. practising. We've enjoyed. It's become quite a social evening. On Tuesday nights, we go to the pub after we've run. Oh, them, right, fantastic. You know. <laughs> but, but whenever you're doing like a group activity, you, get, you, get, you engender a bit of camaraderie, don't you? So uh, you, must, you must have the same sort of feeling uh, with your bell ringing colleagues. It's yes. like a team, isn't it? It's been... It's it's been good and uh, we've thoroughly enjoyed it yes fantastic and of course the significance of ringing the bells on armistice day um was uh, to well to reenact the um, the bell ringing on armistice day in 1918 wasn't it yes the the, the it was organized around the country that the bells would ring at five past twelve which i think was when uh, they announced the armistice mm-hmm. uh, agreement and uh, and then at five past seven in the evening when they also lit the beacons across the country yeah and the, the, uh, in the evening at belton house they lit the they lit the beacon lovely and we rang the bells excellent and we also so we rang the bells three times on that day yeah once at 12 o'clock once at seven in the evening and then before our service to commemorate the gates and we with the research we found that we found a descendant of somebody who had fought in the war and survived all oh, right and we found that a descendant of uh one of the people who had died during the war mm-hmm. and they came and laid wreaths at the gates uh we actually closed the road and yeah. everybody stood out there in the road lovely uh, at half past two and then the children all went through and raised the flag 
Ah, splendid. But, I mean, you got the children involved uh, in other ways as well, didn't you? Yes, the children were involved. Uh, they all they made poppies, mm-hmm. which decorated the church. Yeah. And so it was, a, it was a real community thing, I have to Lovely. say. Lovely. Lovely. That's fine. And, um... I mean, let's go go back to your book. You were saying you were researching the individuals. The book that um, your your team have compiled is a research into the ten individuals that lost their lives. It is, yes. Great. Where can people buy this book? How many printed? Nobody can buy it. We had 200 printed, and they've been given to everybody in Belton Village, right. and they've been given to everybody who attended the memorial service. Wow. And, Michael, if anybody's interested... Uh, if they contact us, I'm sure Michael will have one or two left over that we could send out if anybody wanted one. Fantastic. Right, well, you can uh, you can contact Howard Pell through Radio Newark if you want to, 678-033 or studio at radionewark.co.uk. Howard, thank you so much for coming to the studio and telling us all about um, your exciting time in the village of Belton. Thank you, it's been a pleasure. Fantastic. So there we are, Howard Pell, chairman of Chandler's Farm Equipment, telling us all about, uh, well, um, the important memorial at St Peter and St Paul's in Belton, and another example of a community, a rural community, coming together, uh, well, just in a good community spirit. So if you want a copy of that book, you know where to come. We love Newark and we love Lincoln.